Making Room with me, your host, Marley Martin. As always, I am so, so blessed and so excited to be with you all and to be breaking down and making room for another topic and really just diving in head first. Today's topic is on the season of Lent. For those of us who are Catholic, we know exactly what that means and we are already underway. And for those of you who are listening who are not Catholic, we're just going to dive right in. I'll give a little explanation, and I'm just so excited to have you along for the conversation with us. Let's get started. So I am not a pastor or, you know, a religious leader by any means, but hopefully in this episode, what we can do is really break down Lent um, through the eyes of the Catholic Church and really just kind of declutter maybe some misconceptions and make some room for some clarity and some peace in this Lenten season. So for those of you who are not Catholic, Lent is um, the 40-day season of prayer, fasting, and almsgiving. Um, We start as Catholics on Ash Wednesday, and it ends at sundown on Holy Thursday. And what it is is a time in our liturgical year Um, just remembering the 40 days that Jesus spent fasting in the desert. Um, He was enduring temptations by Satan, and um, this was really before his public ministry. And so it's just a chance in the church for the Catholics and anyone else who wants to participate, really, to detach from earthly things, to deny ourselves, to resist temptations, and to really make room in our hearts and in our minds to focus on Christ, to focus on what his mission is um, and what it is he came here to do. And so um, it is a very solemn time. It is a very time of reflection. However, um, there is this underlying joy knowing what is coming, which is the resurrection that takes place on Easter. Um, This time of year is, to be honest, my absolute favorite, not just liturgically, but in the season knowing that spring is coming I love to see the signs of, you know, the grasses turning green, the flowers begin to bloom, and it is this visual reminder in the world around us of the goodness and the joy that comes with this um, new beginning when Christ returns and rises from the dead on the third day. So for those of us who are Catholic, Lent is again a time of almsgiving, so it's time when we're supposed to really financially bend ourselves and stretch ourselves a little bit more. And that can look very different for a lot of people in a lot of different ways. We can dive into that. Um, It is also about fasting. Um, There's many things and many ways that we can fast, whether it's from food, alcohol, social media, anything that really distracts us from being our fullest Christian self and living in our fulfillment as a child of God. And so a lot of times leading up to the Lenten season, the buzz kind of begins. People begin to start humming and talking and saying like, what are you giving up and what are you going to do? And we all, at least in my family and growing up in my community and things like that, it was a lot of kind of testing the waters and getting a feel for what everyone else is doing to see if what I've decided on is um, sacrificial enough that when I say it, it won't be judged, but also not too harsh that I'm going to be miserable out of my mind which is really not a great way to think. That's not the point at all. Suffering is hard, you know, and to voluntarily suffer sounds very, very silly, but it's exactly what Jesus Christ came to do. That's not all he came to do, but that is certainly the main priority that he had when he came was to suffer for us and for our sins. And so instead of looking at it as a burden, 
as I've matured and as I've grown up, I've really been able to look at it as um, an opportunity for me to carry my cross, to help him carry his cross, to unite myself to what it is to be Christ-like. I've mentioned in other episodes that at the end of my life, and I hope that in my obituary, people say like, her soul magnified the Lord, like to be around her was to be around Christ in some small way. Now, that would be an incredible compliment to receive. And there's a lot that it would take for people to actually say that, but that's what I'm striving for. And Lent is one small way that we all can can lean into that and try to have our souls magnify the Lord. You know, he, as I mentioned, was tempted for 40 days. And this is a chance for us to also allow ourselves to be tempted for 40 days. And the, the interesting thing about Lent for us as Christians is we choose what to sacrifice. We choose in what ways we want to be tempted. We choose in what ways we want to sacrifice and fast and how much can we donate of our time and of our money. What is just uncomfortable enough that it is an actual sacrifice without being neglectful to the lives that we are living and the responsibilities that we have. And it's a really thin line to walk. I recently listened to a podcast episode on relationships and setting boundaries. And what I found really interesting is that a lot of times when we hear setting boundaries, something in us creates this wall that we do not respond well to speaking for myself at least, um, there seems to be this resistance, this pushback, you know? And what the episode explained was that in relationships, when we set boundaries, sometimes we trust people at a level 10 with our emotions, but they're only responsible with our emotions at about a level three. And so we can respond and say, I need you to be responsible with my emotions at a level 10. Like I need you to to rise up to this expectation and to this demand. But if the person is not willing or able to do that, that is where dysfunction comes in. That's where chaos comes in. And the boundary is not effective. And so what she explains is that we have to be smart enough and figure out how to set the boundary on ourselves and not the other person. If we give a level 10 of ourselves and the other person can only handle a level three, responsibility of who we are, then we need to withhold and not out of being rude, not out of being um, self-protectant, but in order to reserve our fullest selves to not be misused and taken for granted, we need to pull back and only grant them access to a level three of who we are. And she gave examples on that, but I thought it was really um, interesting. And to be honest, it made me think a lot about Lent We live our lives trying to be at a level 10 of enjoyment and fulfillment and happiness and unity and all of these things. However, when we start to set these boundaries is where we truly see spiritual growth in our lives. And she mentions that in Genesis, God created boundaries. He had the day and he had the night and he said it was good. There was that distinction. There was that boundary. Um, you know, in creation, boundaries were evident. They were there and God said they were good. There was no pushback. There was no negative emotions mentioned to that. And even in creating Adam, she sent him into the garden and said, you have total freedom to roam and to enjoy all that God created, except to eat from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. 
And what Adam and Eve didn't understand is that this one boundary was for their freedom. This one limitation was for the entirety of their good. And Lent is the same way. We get to choose what this limitation is that we set on ourselves. And it's for the entirety of our good. And so it sounds silly when someone says, I'm giving up soda or chocolate. And you're thinking, how the heck is that going to make you holier? But when I was in high school, or maybe it was later into college, I gave up everything except water. And it seemed really simple, and it seemed kind of silly. And now, at 28 years old, all I drink really is water. Still to this day, I do not drink soda, I do not drink milk, I do not drink sweet tea. And what's interesting is it's such a simple and small thing, but water is the basic form of hydration. It's, it's what God created for us, right? And so removing all of these other, and not just toxins or chemicals or extra sugars or things like that, but those were not good for the being that God created me to be. And so even today, since that Lent all those years ago, when I drink water and fix myself water, there is a part of my brain that reflects and says, this is what is best for my body that God created. And there's this level of reflection on treating my body as the temple to fuel it with what is good. Now, that doesn't mean that my diet is impeccable and incredible, but a lot of times when people are choosing to use a certain food or a certain drink as their sacrifice during this Lenten time, it is a form and a way of reflection for them to say that my body is a temple of the Holy Spirit and I want to take the best care of it. I want it to be immaculate. I want it to be good. I want it to be holy. I'm removing something that hopefully is never going to be back in my life, that whatever this is, even if it is not at its root terrible for me, maybe I'm not giving up necessarily something I'm addicted to. However, it is going to be something that I'm removing from my life that in doing so creates more room for God, which is so exciting and so beautiful for me to talk about. Because for those of you who have known me or followed me on Instagram for a while, you know that I have this mission of decluttering, which is again how this podcast came to be. And it's this whole concept, whether it's the mind, the heart, the home, that we have things in our lives that take up time or energy or space or cause us emotional stress or visual strain on the the room that we're in that are innately not bad in themselves. But once they're removed, immense peace, immense joy, immense freedom can enter and take up the space that that object or that thing previously was taking up space of. And so with that in mind of this decluttering mindset, if you will, Lent is a decluttering of the heart. It's decluttering of the things that distract us from Christ. And so that can look a million different ways for a million different people. Maybe for you, it is saying, I'm not going to be having alcohol. It alters my mindset. Um, Even if it's social drinking, I'm not saying you have a drinking problem. However, this hobby, this pastime, this social experience that we indulge in from time to time, it, it somehow alters me from my authentic self if I get a buzz and if I get drunk. And that version of me is not who God created me to be. And during this specific time, these 40 days, I am going to put that on a shelf and I may never take it off again. Maybe it is something that never comes back into your life. And for me personally, I've learned 
that when I choose things for Lent, it doesn't always have to be something that I want going out of my life forever, but some of my most memorable Lents have been the ones where I'm able to fast from things and experience such a transformation in my heart and in my mind that I don't allow those things back into my life. And I think that's really powerful. If you've had an experience like that, you know exactly what I'm referring to. And if not, that's totally fine as well. But I want to challenge you to maybe find something this Lent. I mean, we're on day two. It's not too late to to find something in your life that is not serving you um, as a child of God and it's not building up the kingdom of God that is happening within your life that you can make this sacrifice, that you can put this boundary between you and this thing, whatever it is, and enter into this eternal permanent change in your life because of this 40-day Lenten fast and abstaining from whatever it is for you. What's really beautiful is that there are so many options. And so now I just want to brainstorm with you out loud some things that you maybe you haven't considered. Maybe you have. If you still haven't quite decided what you're going to do yet, no problem. Let's kind of dive into that and see, you know, what some options are, what Lent could possibly look like for you. And so as someone who is super passionate and enjoys the decluttering process, I'll start with the physical and saying that set a boundary on yourself that each day of Lent, you will find something in your home that you have not used in two to three months that it doesn't serve your home. So it's not a lamp that you're using, even if you're not using a lamp every two to three months. It is of use. It is something that is there when you need it. But something in your home, like a book that has been sitting on the shelf as long as you've lived in your house that you may have forgotten was even there. Maybe it is a pair of shoes that you've had and they fit you, but some reason you always skip over that same pair of shoes and you haven't worn them in years or months. Maybe it is excess supplies of wrapping paper and you have started to hoard these things. Whatever it is, I challenge you maybe as a Lenten penance to go through your home and find one thing a day that you haven't used in several months that isn't serving you, that isn't bringing joy or peace into your home, and to donate something. You can start a donation pile in the back of your car or in a corner of your home, whatever it is, and at the end of Lent, you'll have 40 items from your home that have not served you and your family that you can remove from your home. You can fast from them. You can abstain from them. You can take them out of the equation of your life and having to clean around them. And you can donate them to a homeless shelter or a youth organization at your church or find someone who could use it and appreciate it and see the value in these items more than you have. How beautiful is that? You're helping others Um, you're freeing up your own space and your own time. That is one of my personal favorite Lenten things is to um, purge something from maybe my closet or my kitchen or my pantry that is not serving me in my home and my family and the life as a child of Christ to just hoard things and have oversupply is greedy and to release them and to let them go to someone who sees the value and who can appreciate it and have value and use from it could be life-changing for them truly. So that's one thing. And another would be stretching that boundary. We talked about earlier how sometimes boundaries are reining yourself in and sometimes a boundary is stretching yourself and pushing yourself to give more as well. And so another challenge on pushing yourself physically is a boundary of acknowledging that 
Your body is a temple of the Holy Spirit. The Lord abides within you. And to honor that and to welcome him in, you could spend whatever is comfortable amount of time with you, whether it be five minutes, whether it be an hour in silence to say, Lord, this is uncomfortable for me to sit quietly. Our world is full of distractions. Our world is full of sounds and noise. And I choose to sit in your presence and sit with you. Um, There's praise and worship music that fills our lives, even though it is good and it's not innately bad in itself to sit in silence is going to produce totally different fruit than a praise and worship session would. And so I push you and I push myself to say, Lord, I enter into this time of quiet with you to just be in your presence, to hear you speak to me and to respond if you want me and need me to in whatever ways that that looks like. That too is a sacrifice. That too is pushing a boundary with yourself that maybe you've been given God a level three. Trust me when I say he has a level 10 responsibility. He will not neglect or abuse anything that you offer to him. And so to make room and to make time for him is so powerful and so life-changing, especially in the silence. Another thing you could try is to engage with Christ. Ask him a question and then be silent. Um, I will probably do an entire episode at some point on hearing the voice of God. Um, I've talked about it on my Instagram. I know some of you listen on my podcast and don't follow me on Instagram. And so for that reason, I will probably circle back to it. But silence and listening to Christ is so incredible and can really do some life altering things for you. What's really interesting to me about Lent is The concept that there are two kingdoms, as I mentioned in a previous episode, and we are either striving for heaven and building up the kingdom of God, or we're not. There's not this middle ground. And Lent requires us to pause our human nature, our natural ways of thinking, and to pause and switch into this supernatural way of thinking, to live in the supernatural for 40 days, to reflect and say, It's not just about not drinking certain things or eating certain things or working out for the sake of my physical body, but it's to say this time that I would have been spending watching TV or scrolling on TikTok or um, judging people as I scroll through Instagram or jumping in on a Facebook argument or whatever it is, that time is now going to be shifted and given to God for His glory and for His kingdom and for the betterment of our own souls So that with him, we can better serve him. We can better fight as warriors for his kingdom. And so I know for me a lot in the past, what I gave up, how I sacrificed, how much I donated of my time or my money often didn't have this connection necessarily to the spiritual realm because I was so focused on the pain and suffering I would experience in the flesh and my human nature. And if that were the case, imagine what the desert would have been like for Christ. Imagine what the carrying of the cross would have been like for Christ. If he only focused on his fleshly pain, his fleshly agony, his flesh um, struggles. I mean, the only reason Christ could endure what he did was because he saw what the Father was doing. He was so united to God the Father and his will and his plan that everything became second to the ultimate goal for him and for his life and the plan that God had for him. And I just think it is so beautiful and so incredible and such an honor, truly, that Christ invites us into that. And I think for me, a lot of my issue in the past with Lent was I was focusing on the physical sacrifice 
instead of looking at the spiritual fruit that would come from it. And so I challenge you to reflect this Lent, regardless of what it is you decide to do during Lent, whether it's almsgiving, fasting, whether it's from food, drink, adding in exercise, decluttering things from your home, take the time to reflect that whatever it is that you have decided, whatever boundary it is that you've decided to set on yourself during this 40 days, that you take the time that would have been spent doing or using this thing that you are sacrificing and turn it towards Christ and say, Lord, what do you want me to do? With this time instead? How do you want me to be fruitful with my time instead? How do you want me to build up the kingdom of God with my time instead? Enter into this kingdom mindset. Ask him to renew your mind. Ask him to renew your heart. This is a beautiful season. Pruning is painful. It's not always a beautiful process. If you go out and prune your your garden, not that all of us are out here with gardens. I actually just ripped out all of the landscaping at my home, but even that pruning process, it looked a lot worse before it got better. There was holes in the yard. There was dirt scattered everywhere. There's roots still sticking out, but as the grass began to grow over it, it became more clean. It became more beautiful. It became simple, and there's beauty in simplicity. We're going to enter into a brief moment of prayer as we dive into Lent. Father, Son, Holy Spirit, Amen. Come, Holy Spirit. Come, Abba Father. Lord Jesus, thank you for your example of what it is to sacrifice and to walk in sacrifice. Thank you for showing us that when we sacrifice in the physical, it is building us up in the spiritual. ask that you renew our hearts and our minds, that we are spiritual beings first and foremost that we live our lives in the spiritual mindset, that we are truly transformed and renewed. And in these 40 days, as you are in the desert, that we sacrifice alongside of you. That when we read the scripture of how you handled the temptations of Satan in the desert, your responses, that we too can respond in that same way. We can only do what we see the Father doing. Lord, open our eyes and our mind to what your will is for us. Through our sacrifice, we praise you, Jesus. Through this time of stretching ourselves and setting boundaries on ourselves. You said boundaries are good, Jesus. We rejoice in that truth, that in the sacrifice, good will come from it. In the pruning, good, holy fruit that brings you joy will come forth. Yes, Lord, we will suffer and we will struggle voluntarily during these 40 days because we know that the goodness of your redemptive resurrection is coming at Easter and we anxiously await that. Praise you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Amen. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. This is another episode of Making Room with Marley Martin. I hope that... As you endure this Lenten season, your heart is truly transformed. Maybe this has made some room in your heart for some ideas of boundaries that maybe you haven't considered before. Setting them with yourself before maybe setting them with other people. Learning that boundaries are good. That is how Christ desires it. That's how he designed it from the very beginning in Genesis chapter 1. That you make room in your heart for all that God has designed for you as a spiritual being. 
that you enter into this kingdom mindset, that your heart and your mind are renewed, and that you endure this Lenten season, anxiously waiting for the resurrection of our good Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. God bless you, and thank you for listening to another episode with me, your host, Marley Martin. Mm -hmm.